As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients' line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Our focus is on fertility and optimizing pregnancy outcomes. We're talking to an expert, uh, Ayla Barmer, is a registered dietitian and a functional medicine practitioner. She has a master's degree as well, uh, and uh, she has devoted her career focus uh, to uh, fertility, wellness, and education. So... Uh, I have a lot of questions for you, uh, Ayla. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I'm going to hit you with my best shots. Uh, okay. So, you know, when when it comes to a, uh, a prenatal formula uh, for both men and women, uh, are, are men's needs different? And is there really something that it's like miracle grow for sperm? I mean, we can, <laughs> we can actually test sperm. We can do sperm counts. I think there are even home tests now where you can submit a sample and they'll analyze it. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it's not just about the number of the sperm. It's about the sperm motility. Are those uh, little swimmers uh, swimming vigorously because they, they're, you know, like salmon spawning, you know, swimming upstream. They've got a long way to go. It takes a lot of energy. And uh, if they have poor motility, they'll poop out before they, uh, they uh, penetrate the egg and uh, begin the process of conception. So uh, what are some of the factors in, in making good sperm? Yes, yeah, so there, there are some similarities between the needs of, for, for women and the needs for men. As you can imagine, with a prenatal formula, uh, the, everything's a little bit more concentrated, amped up. There are specific nutrients of concern, like choline, for example, uh, you know, that need to be even higher. But there's quite a bit of overlap, too, um, when it comes to the fertility stage and preconception. So, um, yes, and as you mentioned, there's, there's more than just sperm count, you know, the number. Uh, that we want to think about. There's also the concentration, there's the morphology, so the shape of, uh, you know, the sperm, there's um, the motility, how fast and well it swims, as you as you mentioned. So there, there's quite a few factors. Those are all parameters that can can be measured, you know, to, to assess sperm. But what I would just caution against is thinking that, uh, you know, one semen analysis is going to give you all the data you need. Um, 
they're great. That's a, a modern tool that we have that can kind of help you pinpoint what might be going on. But but really focusing on those sperm parameters and helping support them and uh, in the preconception period is important for everyone, regardless of what that analysis says. I mean, I just say that because I would see a lot of clients in practice where, you know, they were told semen analysis was great, but it's a question of what lens, you know, that's being put through to. Are we just looking to have it be good enough for, you know, reproductive technology like IVF or are we are we trying to optimize things for for the health of the pregnancy and the baby so um, that's one piece I'd mention but some specific nutrients um, to really highlight for men would be zinc Uh, that would be probably my first one because there is a lot of really good data on it and um, we know that it can help support concentration morphology of of sperm and it's kind of it's a pretty high dose you know it'd be it's tough to get enough zinc in your diet without a real consistent effort. And so that's one that um, may be worth supplementing with. Um, it's about 50 milligrams a day mm-hmm. as the minimal effective dose, you know, mm-hmm. so so it's a lot. And and, um, that's, and that's a nutrient where the form matters, you know, because it can be tough to tolerate if you just take any form. It also is not as bioavailable in certain forms. So a form that I like is zinc bisglycinate or zinc glycinate. It's um, it's something that I feature in with the mineral for uh, forms of the minerals in our products uh, frequently because it is it is easy to tolerate and very bioavailable. So that zinc is an important one. And you can find that in shellfish, but um, not everywhere. I mean, around Boston, where I, uh, you know, live and practice out of, you know, we can, you know, I can make the recommendation here to local clients that, you know, to go get oysters, and that's great for everybody, but, um, but it's not as accessible elsewhere. Indeed. Uh, so uh, it is thought that uh, uh, one of the things that makes sperm uh, more viable, uh, increasing the potential for fertility, is things that support the mitochondria. So it's actually been suggested mm-hmm. that people take uh, coenzyme Q10 or uh, carnitine or acetylcarnitine. Are, the, are these some of the things that you advocate for men? Perhaps, you know, uh, couples having problems, uh, it's attributed to poor sperm quality. Do you, do you recommend those types of things? Yes. So I, I think um, it's it's good to start with a foundation of vitamins and minerals first, because okay. we know that um, the mitochondria, the real batteries of our cells, right, for both men and women um, need a lot of, of vitamins and minerals. We know that um, all of the systems in our body to really function well need that. So I'd like to start there. And then on top of that, then look at things that uh, we know can be additionally supportive. So CoQ10, coenzyme Q10 has really good research around it. For, for men, for uh, improving sperm parameters, it's about 200 milligrams a day, um, which is similar to, to women, although sometimes uh, higher is used, uh, higher amounts are used. It's an expensive supplement. It, abs- it really is. Uh, it can be a tough one. Um, and no, and no downsides in pregnancy because, you know, we can't be prescribing things willy-nilly during pregnancy because perhaps high levels of certain herbs or certain, mm-hmm. you know, very, uh, you know, unusual nutrients might, you know, might have an unforeseen effect. So those are are well vetted, right? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, L-carnitine is another one um, that can be really helpful per t- for, for men in particular. It's It can be helpful also for mitochondrial health and supporting that in women. But a lot of the research supports around a gram a day um, for, for men. So that's not a small amount, right? Mm-hmm. That that you start to get into with some of these amino acids like L-carnitine and L-arginine. 
they help support mitochondrial function, but also just nitric oxide production. Okay. So thinking like, yes, oxygenation and circulation, and um, it's that's really important, but we need grams of them, <laughs> you know, um, and so that might be like a powder formulation. So it, it, I, I see, the reason I mentioned that is because I do see a lot of fertility formulas that could be very expensive, mm -hmm. and they do what I call like pixie dusting, yeah. right? Where it looks like of a smidge the, of, the, of, the, yes. of the, the, the ingredients, so they, they, they can make a claim like it's, it's got it all. Right. Exactly. But, you know, it's it, really, it's not worth it unless it's it's going to match the evidence, right, and have it be a therapeutic amount. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that term, um, pixie dusting. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and, and folate, too. This gets talked about a lot for women uh, mm -hmm. and the importance it, in the role it plays in neural tube defects. I would also argue that choline is really as important yes. um, for neural tube defect prevention. But um, but folate is incredibly important for, for men's um, sperm quality as well. The motility, the count, the volume. Um, we see folate in the semen um, as long as well as other trace minerals. So it's it's um, it, it's also important for men to focus on. And, and what are some of the antioxidants that uh, you think uh, could be plausible? Yeah, so lycopene is a really interesting one, mm. and I do, we do put that in um, in full well. It's not a lot that's needed, but um, it it helps improve concentration, motility, count, morphology. It's a it's a really great antioxidant that is is safe and easy to tolerate, and just um, has some great research behind it. So lycopene is one that I really like. Um, selenium is not exactly classified as an antioxidant, but it kind of turns on like a fire hose of antioxidants, you know, in the body, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the way that it works. And so selenium's fantastic. And around 200 micrograms is really what you're looking for there um, to help support all antioxidant production in the body. Indeed. Okay, folks, at this point, let's pause and allow one of our sponsors this opportunity to share an important message with you. Here goes. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Relief line of soft gels. Plus CBD Relief is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response. Plus CBD Relief is doctor-formulated with recovery-supporting ingredients, including CBD, CBDA, and Levagen plus PEA. Relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness, support joint function, and encourage recovery following strenuous activity. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. And with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's relief soft gels. Thanks for listening and thanks very much for supporting our sponsors. They are what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now back to today's guest, fertility specialist Ayla Barmer. I think women are going to be very conscientious in general. They'll either take a prenatal uh, or they'll take a, a more specialized formulation, such as your, your full well formulation. By the way, what's the difference between, you know, ordinary, I mean, OBGYNs prescribe prenatals. Mm -hmm. Are they not adequate? Uh, isn't that good enough? Yeah. 
yeah, I, that was what I found as a practitioner in the space that they were just um, not only not evidence-based, like the amounts of nutrients, uh, but the forms of nutrients. I mean, it, you know, a prenatal is only going to be good if you can take it and tolerate it, you know, and so uh, a lot of these prenatals use really inexpensive, poorly absorbed, poorly bioavailable, uh, not very bioavailable uh, forms of nutrients. Um, to give a couple of examples of some of the the issues um, with a prenatal is, you know, it's very difficult to fit some of the most important nutrients in a prenatal because they're large in size. So choline is one that I mentioned. We know that over 95% of women are not meeting even just the adequate intake level for choline. And choline is very involved in uh, neural tube defect prevention, implantation, embryo development, uh, placental health. I mean, just you name it, cognitive health for baby over the long term. Even, um, even attention. You know, there's actually, I think yeah. a study just came out. It was in the yeah. American Journal of Clinical Nutrition showing that choline supplementation uh, improved attention in uh, toddlers and young children. Uh, so yes. it's interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's been some really good research where they've been following um, children now um, up to age seven, and they're publishing some research on that. And it's choline is going to be it's not getting enough attention, I hope, and I I think it will. Um, Mm -hmm. But we need, um, I mean, newer research is showing closer to a thousand milligrams, yep. over nine hundred milligrams. You and know, that's needed, not going to fit uh, into a little skinny uh, prenatal pill. You know, like a, no. So one you're, a day. I mean, your first right. So your first red flag, I think, is you know, is it just a one a day, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it mm-hmm. might be delivering mm-hmm. nutrients that you don't even really need more of. You know, um, so I think uh, choline's a big one. Magnesium, um, magnesium is just magnesium such, for- such an important. For, for, for both men, for but also for women. And, and for men, yeah, for, for counteracting, both. Counteracting uh, uh, preeclampsia, perhaps counteracting mm-hmm. uh, uh, premature uh, birth. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's actually intravenous magnesium is used still to this day as a hospital mm-hmm. treatment for uh, hypertensive crisis in, in women, preeclampsia, who are uh, pregnant. Yes. Yep. It's, it is such an important, uh, such an important mineral. And it's um, one that is easily depleted by many different metabolic processes and just common medications, even over the counter medications. It's, it's, it's one that most people could benefit from having more of and, and, and yet it's a big nutrient. And so mm-hmm. It also takes up a lot of capsule room, um, but yep. that's in both of the prenatal and the men's uh, formula uh, because of how important that one is. And then, of course, there's the omega-3s, and Mm omega-3s are so important for pregnancy, but also uh, can have an impact on uh, sensory and intelligence in kids. Uh, A lot of research supports the addition of especially DHA to a prenatal program. Yes, um, DHA is incredibly important. Um, EPA is as well, though, because it actually helps to pull DHA across the placenta. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of helping support the bioavailability of DHA, which is doing all the things, so to speak. But um, yeah, for for mom, you know, it's it's going to support mood. Um, it can. There's good research around helping support uh, postpartum uh, mood and, mm-hmm. and hormones, and then cognitive development for for baby um, and protecting mom's stores throughout pregnancy too. But for men, um, that those essential fatty acids can have a, a hugely positive impact on those sperm parameters and quality as well. I mean, what we're trying to do with sperm is really prevent. Um, 
DNA damage. You know, they can't repair their own membranes. Um, once that damage has happened, as it's developing, um, it can't be repaired, you know. And so conception may or may not occur, depending on the degree of damage, right? But uh, that that can influence, again, the health of the pregnancy and baby's long-term health if there's, there's uh, issues there. Yeah, and when it comes to dietary sources of omega-3, there's some concern about uh, lots of fish during pregnancy because certain fish may be high in mercury, other fish high in PCBs. So uh, what do you tell your prospective parents? Yes, well, there definitely are sources, uh, you know, that have been vetted, like Safe Catch is a brand, uh, you know, that does some good testing. There are lists that I would give, you know, couples of, of um, seafood to focus on that will be less likely to be an issue and things to eat less frequently. I would hate to see, and I have heard this recommendation by health practitioners for people to avoid seafood entirely mm, for that yeah. reason, because yeah. it is the only um really most bioavailable source of omega-3s, if we look at plant-based sources, those are highly, are, we're very inefficient at converting um, the type of omega-3 in plant-based sources to the active forms. It's actually, it's ALA, right? That's available in plants and we need EPA, DHA. Um, so so I, I always like to, to say, um, you know, it's, it's best to consume it, um, if not, but here's better choices. And then a fish oil, any fish oil supplement you take, the things to definitely look for with that would be that they are doing third-party heavy metal testing. They're testing for those PCBs and dioxins, that um, they are also looking at oxidation levels. Um, that's really important. So peroxide, anisodine, and totox, those are some uh, measures that should be reported on, to in check my for opinion. rancidity, in effect. That, that's, that, yeah. The, the yes. term is, you know, is it rancid? Has it been sitting around? Has it become <laughs> oxidized because of exposure to light or heat and so on? Exactly. And so that can happen in the processing, too. And so we, we, we also don't want that on the flip side. So we might be controlling for one thing and causing another problem. So mm -hmm. I would just um, I would encourage, you know, people if they're looking at a fish oil supplement to make sure that the company that you're getting it from is not just a reputable brand, but they actually are sharing the testing results. I'm really I'm really big on that. And it's it's not commonly done, but I'm not I don't know why that is yeah, the, the, high, the higher quality brands. Uh, you know, professional quality brands that I'm sure you utilize and I utilize, mm -hmm. uh, they, they, lot by lot, they test and they can make available mm -hmm. the, the test results and they're very scrupulous about it. Perhaps not so much with discount brands. Uh, what about calcium? You know, calcium, uh, necessary for formation of the, uh, baby's bones. Uh, mm -hmm. should we be taking tons and tons of calcium? You know, I, I think that there's a balance with calcium, particularly supplementally. Um, I do include it in the prenatal formula um, because it is it is so important. A lot of people actually do meet their needs, though, um, through diet. So it's not a huge amount that's needed. But um, but but some is wise because we might not consistently be uh, consuming calcium. And again, baby will draw really from mom's stores <laughs> in yeah. that case. And you, you can see, you know, in, in time, you know, I, um, I've had, you know, practice uh, clients, I've had, uh, you know, actually friends where this has happened, where their their teeth have demineralized throughout a pregnancy, and mm -hmm. they have a lot of uh, a lot of issues with, um, with their with their teeth due due to that. So that's one way that you can see that show up for for moms and and also um, for babies being more at risk for bone fractures and skeletal mm -hmm. development issues. Yep. And when it comes to bone, 
Uh, but for a lot of reasons, uh, vitamin D is, uh, you know, essential and perhaps in higher doses than are necessary for just health maintenance for uh, a non-pregnant woman. Yes. Now, vitamin D is, I mean, that is the most well-researched nutrient that we have. Um, There's multiple randomized clinical control trials that show that 4,000 IUs for women during pregnancy was actually the minimum amount needed Mm for mother and baby to be born with just sufficient levels, <laughs> you know, wow. nothing over the top, just sufficient levels um, at birth. And it, it, go, it shows, and through my, through my years of testing vitamin D, I just, it is very hard to keep vitamin D levels up in pregnancy because the demand is so high. Um, and so uh, that it's very important for women. I'd say 4,000 I use throughout um, a pregnancy is the minimum. And that's, that's kind of novel. You don't see that amount typically in a prenatal. We, we do include that amount because of the, the strong evidence for it. And this was, you know, in the study, you know, it did look, this was regardless of geographical location. So even if you're living in a sunny climate, it was regardless regardless of uh, race. Um, so kind of interesting there. I, I really think that, you know, we are no longer living in nomadic tribes. And, right. you know, we our lifestyle is just different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's, we, yes, and mostly, right. So I think it's, um, so that's important. And for men, um, vitamin D is, uh, is also really important for overall sperm quality production, hormone balance. It actually does act like a hormone, you know, mm-hmm. in, uh, like a pre, in men like and women. Like a pro-hormone, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yes. And, and, and speaking of which, um, you know, there's this, everybody's the big bugaboo about uh, cholesterol. Uh, and so a lot of people following, you know, they're, they're cholesterol phobic. They're on very low cholesterol diets. They're on vegan or vegetarian diets. But cholesterol is uh, a building block for sex hormones. So it, mm-hmm. is it uh, desirable to be on a, a, you know, stick to your guns and be on a vegan diet? Or if you're an ethical vegetarian, uh, should you be supplementing in some way? Yes, this is so important because um, it is exceptionally difficult to meet the demands of pregnancy on a vegan diet. Uh, It's real, it's impossible to do without supplementing. And that's, uh, that's something I feel very comfortable saying, because I've studied this quite a bit. And, um, you know, there are some nutrients that just simply cannot be gotten from a plant based diet. Uh, at all or to the degree in which it's needed um, in the body during pregnancy and lactation. Um, A a good example of that is choline. Um, You know, our body produces it, but it cannot, it becomes conditionally essential in pregnancy, meaning we, we have to get it through dietary or supplement sources, um, or we, we can't meet our needs. And so there's really not um, there's really not good enough sources of choline in plant-based diets to, to meet meat needs. Um, uh, those essential fatty acids, I always get really concerned, you know, <laughs> when, when there isn't a seafood-based option. But there are algae-based um, supplements now mm-hmm. that may be acceptable. Um, and, you know, fat becomes important, actually. I mean, cholesterol, as you mentioned, I found in this doesn't necessarily there isn't necessarily research on this, but I have found that women tend to seem to need to keep their cholesterol above about 150, 150 in order to be producing enough hormones. That's just mm-hmm. what I've observed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they dip kind of below that, you know, then we, we start to see some real issues. And that's 
uh, a little bit individual dependent. But yeah, there's there's a number of B12. Vitamin B12 is only found in animal source foods. A number of amino acids like glycine is the glycine is most rich in animal source collagen rich um, sources of, of food. And we that also is a conditionally essential amino acid in pregnancy. So not something that we can get enough of in a plant-based diet to support the the huge needs that and demands that there are in pregnancy. So so yeah. th there's a there's a workaround I guess for people who are ethical vegans but it would be, you know, maybe some amino acid powders and you know some additional mm -hmm. calcium iron uh you know omega-3 supplements that are algae based but you know it it gets a little dicey and you know it's going to mm -hmm. require uh some careful supplementation uh iron is a factor too uh iron supplements uh often administered to pregnant women but they compound the problem of constipation which a lot of pregnant mm -hmm. women experience so too much iron maybe not such a good idea yeah so iron iron is critical but it but in balance um you know there's too much can cause obviously digestive distress it can compete for absorption with other nutrients particularly minerals but other nutrients which is not what we want to see right um and it could be really really hard to tolerate um it also could be you know rather inflammatory you know if we're we're going we really are getting it too high you know the body likes a nice balance of iron and so i i put together an extensive resource on our blog about how to how to really work with your practitioner to evaluate your iron status in pregnancy, why it's so important to look at more than just hemoglobin and hematocrit in order to evaluate iron status um, and how to look at it by the trimester too, um, because we don't want to just, um, just supplement even preventatively with iron without knowing if it's needed for the reasons that I mentioned. And it's one of the reasons why I don't include iron in our prenatal formula, because it's not a one size fits all. Um, and it would compete for absorption of those mm -hmm. other nutrients. So I think it's really smart to be thoughtful about the iron, make sure that um, that you are, and again, we've got a good resource in the blog about this, but like make sure that your practitioner is really looking um, at trimester specific lab data and measuring more than just hemoglobin hematocrit. And um, that's important because as blood volume increases over a pregnancy and yeah. changes, it makes it look like- You, you have to I, learn how to interpret <laughs> these studies because uh, yes. the norms change uh, with iron and with uh, you know your CBC during pregnancy mm -hmm. so it, it may appear you're anemic uh but it's, it's not about that right yeah yeah yep. exactly but so, it is critical and you don't want to get too low i mean that's a that's a risk factor too so it's it's one that really needs to be monitored yeah. so so uh, another factor that uh, enters in uh to pregnancy is uh, alcohol and you know that's a controversial proposition because uh, studies show that even during pregnancy, a little bit of alcohol is not verboten. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. don't want to do a lot of alcohol, but actually some new studies are exonerating yeah, an occasional mm -hmm. glass of wine or a beer, you know, once a week or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, when it comes to sperm quality, what's the impact of alcohol? Yeah, I, you know, while... So if we kind of trace it back to fertility, I mean, for the developing egg for women, it's it's got some ability to protect itself and repair itself, whereas sperm can't do that, you know. And so we've talked a bit about the impact of oxidative stress, you know, on sperm, and that's 
that is really the biggest risk to sperm um, is, is damage, you know, DNA damage from that oxidative stress. And so, you know, alcohol will, will do that. I mean, it, at the very least, it's going to take resources away from the protection. So antioxidants and nutrients that are going to be needed to process alcohol. But um, I think, you know, realistically, it's a matter of how many straws are on the camel's back, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and if the, if the occasional, um, drink or, or, or two is fitting into a really a, a nice balanced di- uh, diet lifestyle, then it's probably not a big deal. Um, you know, if you, there are people that are a little bit, um, have genetically are need more support with detoxification than others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, um, you know, if you're in a, living or working in a, an environment where you know you have exposures that you can't control, like, you know, pollution or, you know, I think of clients that I've had that have been in construction and worked in a lot of like with building materials and chemicals and things like that. It's like we're going to try to remove every other, <laughs> you mm. know, stressor that we can, you know, on the body. And so that's how I think about it. It's like how does it look at it as, a, as a cumulative proposition? You yeah. Know, it's like, let's- yeah. Let's control what we can, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. we can't control every element of our environment. But uh, when it comes to uh, alcohol, that is something that we can exercise some control over. Uh, okay, so you know we got all these suggestions for men, but men being men, you know they kind of do their thing. So what's the best way for women to approach this conversation of fertility with their partner without, uh, you know, mm, kind of seeming like, uh, uh, you know. Herring them. Yes, I love this conversation because uh, this is always, I've seen this challenge, you know, firsthand for sure. And again, we actually just did a blog on how to talk to men about <laughs> uh, their fertility with, with some conversation starters yeah. because um, I think that's helpful. Because they have but- a responsibility. They, they sometimes don't recognize it, but they, they're part of the equation. Well, yes. And I, you know, I think that there's the general feeling that men won't be able to handle talking about their fertility health, particularly their sperm health. And Mm -hmm. I actually think we're doing men a huge disservice by assuming that because the reality is men don't know, you know, that their health and lifestyle choices go beyond fertilization and can help reduce pregnancy complications like miscarriage, preeclampsia, preterm birth, and that their health affects babies' long-term health because we don't, we don't tell them. That's not something that's part of the conversation conversation. And I think that women can approach their partners with really empowering information. um, And men will step up, you know, when they when they learn. Um, So I mean, some examples might be like starting the conversation, like I recently learned that your sperm health has a big impact on not only you, but my pregnancy and our baby. Um, Or, you know, I just want us to both feel totally supported. Um, Or I like, you know, your fertility is an indicator of your overall health. And I always want you to feel your absolute best, (laughs) you know, so kind of approaching it in a positive way, like we're in this together. Um, Did you know, because I just learned that this is, Mm -hmm. you know, this is the case, um, I think can go a long way. Indeed. And and there's specific uh, advice on how to broach that subject uh, in your blogs. And you can find more resources where at fullwellfertility.com and our blog on there is the knowledge well okay well you you've shared uh, a ton of information with us uh i think there's lots more uh to learn about and couples with specific circumstances need uh, tailored guidance and that's what you're there to provide uh so people can find out about uh the services that you offer uh via fullwellfertility.com correct 
Yes, that's right. And I do have a private practice, Boston Functional Nutrition, um, as well. And and we do work virtually all over. Mm -hmm. Okay. So wherever this podcast reaches, if people uh, have Mm -hmm. uh, issues, uh, they can consult with you. So I appreciate very much uh, you joining. And I, you know, I, this you're you're taking a very thorough, holistic approach, which is science based, uh, and you know, not based on hearsay or folklore. I can see that uh, you review the scientific literature and you upgrade your recommendations based on the latest findings. Um, so you're very current on uh, appropriate recommendations, and I think your approach is very reasonable. I appreciate that. Well, thank you very much for joining us. That's uh, Ayla Barmer, and I'll spell it. It's A-Y-L-A-B-A-R-M-M-E-R. And uh, give it out the direction to your practice again. Yep, bostonfunctionalnutrition.com. Excellent. Thank you very much, Ayla, for joining us, and uh, all the best to you. And uh, we'll bring you back because uh, there are always new findings in this important field. Thank you so much, Dr. Hoffman. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.